welcome to On TV's Advice. Everything you need to know about sex, love, and life. On tonight's episode, we're going to talk connections. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome back. First of all, I apologize if there's a little bit of static tonight. I am actually recording this driving home and just had some things on my mind, and what the hell, why not do a podcast episode in your car, right? So tonight, I want to talk about connecting and connections. When you are in a long-term relationship, it's easy to take each other for granted. It's easy to forget when you get sucked into the day-to-day minutia of life what it is that excited you about the other person to begin with. Now, I am technically a newlywed. I've only been married about mm, since May. So next month, it'll be a year. So 11 months. But we've been together for almost four years. My husband and I have kind of a unique relationship. And I know you've heard me talk about it on other podcasts and that we're swingers. Personally, I've never felt any shame in it. Most everybody that knows me, including my adult children, know this about me. It is something that I felt very strongly about after my divorce, that I was going to live my truth and I wasn't going to be ashamed of the values that I had. And when I decided to start dating again, I didn't hide that from people. I knew that either someone would get scared and run away or they would stick around because it was the same values and beliefs that they had too. And luckily for me, It only took going out with a few different people till I found that guy. And the beauty of it was, when we went on our first date, we spent seven hours walking around the riverfront talking and just hanging out. And it was amazing. And I'll admit, I had mouth diarrhea. I I talked way too much. If you listen to these podcasts, you can tell I love to talk. Um, But... Within that time, I was able to express to this person the core pieces of who I was, knowing that if he was the right guy, it wasn't going to scare him. See, in my experiences, I've had two types of guys. Guy number one has been the guy that's been intimidated by me. And What's ironic is I'm about as intimidating as a wet flea after a flea bath. I am five foot one. I look like a Cupid doll. I've never seen anything about me to be intimidated by. I will admit though, I am smart. I talk like a professor and I don't like hiding my intelligence from men. And sometimes for certain guys, that's kind of a turnoff. They they want the vapid pretty little girl and that is never going to be me. So I've always got the guys, you know, number one, that, that just can't handle the fact that I am not too much. I'm just much. I don't apologize for it. I feel things deeply. I have tremendous passions. And I'm proud of these things. But then there's the second guy. Now, the second guy sees me. And he wants basically the petite little girl fantasy that's swirling around in his head because he's watched way too much fucking porn 
or he's read my blog and he has he thinks that the dirty stories that I write are a reflection of who I am again not really me I can write like a motherfucker and I'll get your panties wet I have no problems with that but in real life I'm not really that brave and I'm not really that bold the words just happen to live in my head so we've got guy one that won't pursue something because he is threatened by a strong intelligent woman and guy two that basically wants a booty call and wants to get laid neither of them appeal to me to be quite honest so when I met my husband he took me by surprise he was smart and funny and he listened I was shocked fellas let me tell you something it is amazing how often you hear but you hear nothing at all I cannot tell you the number of times that I have gone out with somebody and said things that are very very important to not only to me but to the relationship and then realized very quickly that even though they nodded their heads appropriately at the right time they didn't hear a damn thing I said it's disheartening the key the secret if you will guys if you want to get between her legs you better figure out what's in her head 90% of the women I know the hoo-ha and the brain are intimately connected I find nothing sexier than a nerdy guy I know that sounds really funny but it's true nerds are hot because they pay attention and they listen and they can have conversations with you that don't involve just your tits and your ass. That's incredibly sexy. Not just to me, but to a lot of the women that I know. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not, um, it's not not fun, which is double negative. I know. So apologize to any of the grammar folks out there. But to have a really, really hot, built-like-a-brick shithouse man in your bed that you don't want to have talking, that can be a lot of fun. But to, to sustain something long-term, you need a little bit more than that. So anyway, I digress. Let me get back to what I was talking about. When I met this man, we connected immediately. And then as the years have gone by, not that it's been bad, it's been pretty phenomenal, to be honest. But like all couples, some of that connection has gotten lost. And then you add swinging to the mix and hanging out with other people and and balancing your time between work and play and, and your relationship. And you can wake up one day and realize that while you're good at staying on top of things outside of your home, inside your home, maybe things have gotten a little a little lost so that's kind of where we were and when he went out of town this weekend and when he came home we talked and I had to let him know what it was that I was missing if I hadn't done that if I had just kept holding on because Hello, advisor, take your own advice, right? If I had just kept saying I'm okay when in reality I haven't been, 
all of those feelings were going to keep getting stronger and bigger and eventually they were just going to eat me right up. I was going to be the little red, red, little red riding hood in the story and the big bad wolf was going to be my resentment. So we talked and I told him where things were that needed to be fixed and he listened and he got it. And I cannot express to you enough how much I value and respect that rather than getting defensive, rather than trying to fix, rather than trying to make excuses, he simply heard me. I truly believe that 90% of the time, couples don't work, not because they don't love each other, but because they forget how to talk. They forget how to communicate their needs and wants, and then the connection gets lost. And sometimes when that connection gets lost, you can fix it by having those conversations as uncomfortable as they are, or you can hold on to all the things that are bothering you, keep saying you're okay when you're not, and eventually you're going to find that you are in your bed alone. This morning, he took a half day. I took a half day. And I spent two hours reconnecting with my man. And it was hot. It was sexy. It was everything that I needed to be able to feel okay again. And understand me, sex is not a band-aid. It's not the cure-all. The cure-all was last night when he looked in my eyes and he opened his ears and he shut his mouth, gave me the freedom to express my needs and to express my fears. And then I did the same thing for him. Because see, this wasn't a one-sided conversation. He has needs and things that, quite honestly, I've been neglecting. And I take ownership of that. I've just started a business and I am a type A super nerd, overachieving person who does not always know when to stop. It's hard for me to put my computer down. It's hard for me to walk away from my work sometimes. And so I'm going to do better at that too. But listen, folks, connection isn't just about the big things. It's great if you go away on your anniversary. It's wonderful if you buy each other big expensive gifts at Christmas or Valentine's. Appreciate those things. Honor them because they're wonderful to have. A relationship though isn't built on big things and it's certainly not built on gifts. It's built on the tiny, small, little moments that you have day in and day out. It's built on that kiss good morning and that kiss good night. It's built on holding hands in the car It's built on singing horribly off-key at the top of your lungs and not caring that you look like idiots because you're being idiots together. If you stop connecting, you're going to lose. Hell, you've already lost. You have got to use your voices. You've got to speak up. You've got to speak out. And when you're not okay, you've got to say, this isn't right. Last night was uncomfortable as fuck. I am not going to lie. 
it is hard to talk about the things that are heavy in your heart. It is hard to know that some of what you're saying is hurting the person that you love. But it is so much better to have temporary pain to be able to have an amazing, beautiful life together. So just random thoughts as I was driving down dark back country roads. At least the sun went down because at five foot one, visors do not work for fucking anything. I am still holding out hope that there will one day be an inventor who is listening to my show who will invent a visor that is made for fun-sized girls. So this is your Auntie B. If you haven't connected with your partner lately, get out there and do it. Talk. And then get your asses in that bed and fuck like bunnies and reconnect in all the ways that it counts. Stay tuned for another episode. See ya. Bye.